RTL Today Radio. Kia ora and good over from Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. You're with myself, Nathan Snade, my old mate across from me, Scott Brown. It's the 27th of September and wow, what a, what a weather we've had to get into the start of the sporting uh, calendar around in Luxembourg. Show 113. No, 133. I've got, I've got 132. No, 132 was... Um one th- Sunday night, mate. It's one three three tonight. One thirty was was it not uh, last Wednesday with the t- with the two girls? Agree to disagree. <laughs> I've got my Instagram now. I'll tell, yeah, you, tell and, you what and, show and it is. Wait there. All right, very good. And anyway, with us tonight, we've got a special guest, remarkable squash player, come rugby player, <laughs> Anton Agassi. Good to have you in the studio, Anton. Not your first time, I believe. No, I'm back. I was here what a few weeks ago. Um, to help Scott out as co-host. Yeah, that's right. You covered. You covered for me. Where was I, Scott? Was I? What? You're off on some jolly. Off on a jolly. Watching. Not often I go. Watching on a jolly. I'm not taking his what, job seriously. Watching your East Ham player, whatever that football team you follow is called. <laughs> um, I'm going to chat Anton. Uh, obviously, current Luxembourg international um, front rower, hooker, uh, good bloke. Good, uh, good for the the, uh, the troisième mi-temps, Nathan, as they as they say. Now, 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 I'm not normally one to do this, Anton, but I am going to chuck you under the bus. And I wish I had had my phone on me when I went into because I had to pick him up on the way up. So I had to dash into the bathroom, um, was bursting at the pipes, and I've gone in, mate. There's a picture of you on the beach, uh, in the in the bathroom, Is on the left hand side. You with the kit off, with the shirt off. Is it with your brother? Did I, did I, I think. Good? Was I in good shape? Well, it's, <laughs> You're always I, in good shape. I'm not going to say that, but let's just say it's definitely you, huh? It's definitely you. I wish I'd taken a picture of it. It's a hell of a photo. When you get back, go in and look at the See, one on the left, and you'll be like, oh, God, thank well, When you came in, yeah, the choice of two bathrooms, and I wasn't sure which one to give you. you, you the, the nice one. The that's one what you, you sent used. me. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my mum's bathroom. Yeah. Right? And then there's, there's, there's your nice bathroom. There's a squalor little corner one, which is my bathroom. Yeah. Doesn't have any pictures, nothing, just. But the just, toilet, just, and that's just it. Does, does what it says and, on the tin. Does what on the tin. Now, obviously, you're recovering from, uh, you know, a stint at university. You've just submitted your dissertation. Congratulations, by the way. Always, always good well to, to, to get that notch in the belt. Are there any, uh, you know, when you talk about the uni toilets and stuff like that, any, any, any funny stories? I mean, we used to always steal the uh, when you go to uni. You know, you go into the toilets and the cubicles and you steal the big, uh, like the big industrial sized toilet paper. And bring them home in your rucksack. We used to have them stacked up in the house. Something serious. We would never buy toilet paper because you'd you'd nick it from school. Yeah, well, not school, but university. And you know? I'm sure they could afford new stuff, but um, yeah, plenty of them with stacked the fees up. That, with the fees that you were paying. Yeah, absolutely. During COVID, at the start, you know, when there was all the running out, buying a million, all the toilet roll from the supermarkets, uh, a lot of students actually did steal toilet roll from the university toilets, take them home, use them. 
Um, in fact, the uni then started handing out like a packet of pasta, toilet roll, and essentials to students because they noticed all their toilet roll. If we give them one, they yeah. leave the five in the toilets. So um, yeah, there, there was some toilet toiletry theft. Very good. What, what about yourself? Would you? I mean, to be fair, I used to do that at the rugby club anyway. Just rob a couple yeah. of rolls, stick them in the kit bag, and you'd uh... toilet paper. The only uh... what's the worst? What's worse to run out of in your bathroom? Toilet paper. Or shower gel. You know, if you get in for a shower and there's no shower toilet gel. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. You reckon? Easily. You still wash off. You, you still you wash off. You just go for the old... It's not, it's still not wash ideal, off. but you can still wash, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can refill the empty shower container, you know, shake it up a bit, you get a couple extra washes out of that. We've all done that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you have, Scott Brown. I normally have the, you know, the blue liquid, the five-in-one, does everything, brush your teeth with it, all of that. That's the yeah. standard uni student. <laughs> you buy a packet four for the speaking, price of three. Speaking, speaking of robbing stuff from beauty, one of the lads took it a bit further and instead of you know the soap dispensers he basically ripped the top <laughs> off that and took out the big sack you know like you, you go to the bathroom and you like you push it like they'd have in top squash and you push it and it squirts out a little bit he ripped that off and so you had this big bag of soap in the in the bathroom at, uni, at our uh, house in uni the only bathroom story I've got is a good, a good friend of mine Benjamin Sims out in New Zealand every wedding he goes to he does the same stint or, or depth uh, charge does through. he do a depth charge no he goes and he ta- wraps himself up in uh, wraps himself up in toilet paper completely in toilet paper wraps himself up and then a song comes on and he does like this mummy mummy dance and he's just completely wrapped up and that's his I thing think, is well, it it's just his thing every, every wedding for, without fail I don't mean, think wedding I think we might have even done it I thought you were going to tell us something like you do the old depth charge you know you lift the top off the the uh, assistant of the toilet do your business then uh, put it back on and crack oh, on you know? oh, oh, this is hardly sport this is hardly sport this is uni, a uni podcast, but yeah. anyway on <laughs> that bombshell let's go sport and history in the world today this day we've been talking about it a lot recently in 1988 the Canadian sprinter Bryn Johnson he was actually disqualified from the Seoul Olympics so it was today was the day oh, it was actually official was it yeah have you seen you must have seen that photo have you because go, your grab your phone and put just type in Ben Johnson and you'll be like yeah that guy's on the gear you can yeah. just you can just tell and it was after his urine sample <laughs> was found to contain the steroid uh, stenozolol. Um, they probably American- wouldn't even need to test it. It would have been glowing, I would have thought. Yeah, look at the size of him. <laughs> well, the glowing. interesting thing about that is, is he actually said he hadn't been taking that drug. He'd been taking another drug because he said it was, he, he was also a scapegoat for many others. Interesting <laughs> so, profession. Uh, yeah. So uh, an American, Carl Lewis, with a big smile on his face, was awarded a gold medal and world uh, record of He was adamant. He was the only clean one, wasn't he? He is adamant. I think that's why he's got a big smile on his face. On this day in 1990, Tour de France, France champion Greg LeMond visited the White House from the first time that a Tour de France champion, probably outside of uh, a Frenchman sports person visiting the White House, one would think. Um, ten years later in 2000, United, the United States baseball team, they managed by Tommy Lasorda, he, they won the Olympic gold medal in Sydney in Australia. And I'm going to come on to some of this, but baseball in the Olympics, is it for you, Anton? Um... <sighs> I've been to one baseball game and it wasn't really my cup of tea, I'll be honest. Like, the movies make it seem a lot more interesting than it actually is. takes about is. a week and a half, mate, for a yeah. match. They say, then they say a cricket test match is boring. Yeah, right? but at least if you go to a cricket game, the atmosphere is great, isn't it? Um, whereas baseball, they've got to put, like, on the screen, like, cheer now and, like, they put the chants up to let people know what they're saying. What's it, what they're saying? 
Yeah, it's not not for me. Certainly not for uh, not for Olympus. If I have to say in or out, I would ch- I would choose uh, baseball out. I know a baseball player would probably throw a baseball at my head. Uh, 2014 New Zealand All Black scores four. Tr- the All Blacks score four tries to beat Argentina, 34-13 in La Plata to claim their third straight rugby championship. And All Blacks uh, first five eight. Bowden Barrett kicks six from six. Now no longer no, no longer a uh, well he can kick, but he's not really the first choice kicker at the moment in this World Cup, is he? But um, of Big, course, big one for the Kiwis, to, isn't it? Italy this I, weekend, isn't it? Of course, I have to throw that one in there. Nine changes this weekend or Friday night against the against the Italians and a must-win match for the I've All Blacks. I've got a couple of them in my fantasy. I reckon New Zealand got to prove a point. You got them, you, you what? You fantasised about what? No, no, in my fantasy team. Oh, a fantasy team. I'm clear. I'm yeah, glad yeah, you cleared that. Just, <laughs> I've got no, a couple yeah. of All Blacks in yeah, my no, fantasy. I've, okay, I've got, I've got right. Mark Talia. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think Geordie Barrett. Very high work rate, hasn't he? He just he just beats the first defender every carry. Mm. No, no matter how much space, how much time, he beats at least the first defender every time. Um, he's just got a knack for scoring. Um, and I've also got Geordie Barrett in. At, he's, he's, well. he's coming into the inside centres. Probably exactly. be kicking as well. Yeah, Will Jordan's out on the outside, yeah, on, on the outside wing. It's going to be a big ask for Italy. I just can't see them doing it. I want them to do it, sorry. Yeah. But um, I can't see them doing it, to be honest. Um, we'll see. What, what's your prediction, Scott? Well, for the All Blacks? Italy on Oh, I think they're trying to, you know, don't poke the bear. I was actually reading that, uh, I think it was Dalton Papali came out and said, yeah, they've had a bit of a ding-dong in training. Mm. They've ramped it up this week, so... But everyone has ding-dong in training. That's yeah, like, that's but the, it's, that's it's norm, isn't maybe, it? Maybe it's, it's, it's the... Speaking of uh, training, one of the Romanian players has gone home because he had an argument with the coach. Oh, uh, really? And yeah. I think apparently three of their star players are injured as well. So their World Cup who's, has gone who's, from is bad... still Andy, Andy Robinson? I'm not sure. Andy Robinson. Is he, who's the head coach of Romania? I'm not, I, I just saw a post about it earlier. Um, um, apparently, yeah, one of the players has had an argument. I mean, they haven't played well, and this, I don't know if it's the players or the coaching staff or the game plan or what, but something's not working, and um, I guess the player wasn't happy. We'll come on to the Rugby World Cup because there's a match that's I think is playing now. I think it's 16 minutes in. We'll come come on to that a little bit later in the in the show. Um, but a big happy birthday uh, on the 27th of September to um, New Zealand cricket international Brendan McCallum. Actually, the the Baz 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 Ball they call it over in England, don't they? <coughs> um, okay. Yeah, so he's. Uh, Born in 1981. Whilst I've got you on, we're talking about some weird sports. I'm going to thought I'd like throw you into it for you guys to give me a little bit. Yeah, this is this is a, a yay or a nay with some of the sports that have been uh, played over time. Um, what have we got here? Uh, jus de pomme. Is that a good, is that Olympic sport? That's an apple juice, isn't it? <laughs> jus de pomme. Jus, jus de pomme. Is it pomme? The one with the with, with, with big the big ah uh, chuk chuk ball is it? What's the one? I don't know. I know the one you think, but they. It's, it's like a bat. It's a game that's played in the Basque region, isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, you have you're like an it's like a big squash court, and you basically launch the ball at like two hundred miles an hour, and it bounces off the wall, and you have to try and catch it. Have you never seen that? Um, I'm not sure. No, I don't okay, think it's chuk ball. Okay, badminton is a, 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 a worthy. A, a worthy. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I go. It's good sport. Yeah, yeah. Skateboarding. No, can't see it. X Games. See, X I know, Games. I know, I know a few skateboarders would disagree, but I just, 
I just can't see it as a just sport, you know. Well, well actually, when when you, when, you, when you go back to skateboarding, you know the the culture um, and sort of you know go back to the roots of skateboarding. It's not about competing, is it? It's yeah. It's just going about and it's like the an image. It's more of a it's, social. Thing well, like, well, well not even like more of a leisure activity. But you go off and you you you're well maybe social is the is the word actually. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, you go off. You're with your mates. You go and. Wax up the old curb stones and see what tricks you can do like that. The X Games, yes, I see. But no, Olympics, no, nah, not for me. Okay. Water motorsports. This was an interesting one. It was uh, in 1908. Um, yeah, gold medals were won by, by Great Britain. They only, they, only competed, uh, they only competed once in motorsports, but I'm very what, what did you say? Water motorsports. But you yeah. can't have motorsports in the Olympics because it's, you're reliant on, yeah. Water mo- on like, something well, else, aren't you? <clears throat> yeah. They ran it in 1908. Handball? Yeah, I think traditionally it's yeah, one of the I traditional ones, isn't it? Olympics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was, they, they held that in 3652. So it's not part of it anymore. Until present. So, so since 1972 oh, until okay, present, okay. Uh, handball is, is, is in. What about bowling? And I'm not talking about lawn bowls because I'm very, I'm a big fan ten of pin bowling. Bowling. But 10 pin nah, bowling. No, pub sport, mate. It's American. like, like American esque. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it? like darts. Do you know what I mean? It's like where hey, you draw them. You say back, look, look, you back up there. Excuse me. So where do you draw the line? Yeah, watch yourself, chat. Well, actually, the country of origin of bowling comes from Egypt, and it was an Olympic sport in, in, in '88 and Seoul, and '96 in Atlanta. But it's no surprise it was in '96 in Atlanta. The the there's another sport that comes. It's the Basque pelota. Country of origin, obviously. Spain, it, comp- it was in the Olympics in 1900, 1924, 68, and 92. Now, that's not with the big hook, but it's more with like a a, a, a bat, I guess you say, like a wooden stick with like like a, like a a wooden spoon. But if your mum was ever to put a wooden spoon on the back of your backside, that's going to have to be a thick bugger yeah. to, to, to clout you down. And so I'm thinking <laughs> one of those there. Yeah, um, probably not no. a sport for me. Yeah, I no. think it's a bit too Rubbish. like it's obscure. Like, yeah, it's too. Uh, it's like too, niche. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good jargon there. Good yeah, jargon. yeah. It's one yeah. of those sports that ah, oh, you know, they get really passionate about. Yeah. I'm sure they do. It's, it's like it's like you know, rolling a wheel of cheese down a hill. They do that. That's or like, rolling yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, there's that one. Have you seen that one where it's on? Uh, there's a series on Netflix about it, and they basically there's this ridiculously steep hill up in Gloucester somewhere and you have to run for, it's a yeah, race yeah, yeah. It's from, a, from that girl who's won it like five years yeah running. she's <laughs> dislocated her shoulder every year and you run yeah. full noise like, and it's mate it's like that and you basically stack it on the way down and you just have to get to the bottom yeah, of people that's an X Games event yeah exactly what about hurling or just is that just too Irish well it's not that but it's not play like the I Olympics is got, world sport have, isn't it you've got to have teams and clubs and it's got to be a professional like you need enough people to play enough people to watch it as well if it's on the Olympics if, if you did if you did hurling it's been, it's been played once in the Olympics in 1904 what country won it <laughs> probably Great Britain <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky bugger <laughs> no and it wasn't Ireland that's a stink of the Irish then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they obviously had a howler and it was won by the United States. They brought home the gold medal in 1904. Moving, what about fencing? Oh, I have to say yes because yeah. of Flavio. Flavio, yes, yeah. you have to say yes, but that's actually been been Olympic sport since 1896. I think they should. Um, uh, you got you got to have your traditional sports in there. You know, I think the fact karate's not in there, I think it's a joke. You know, should squash come to the table? I know they're going to push for it, but it's... 
Yeah, I think something they've got to well, look at. Squash is... has been doing it for a for a long time. It's something... still relatively amateur. I mean, I'm going to be always biased. Squash have got some other bigger things to uh, sort out. Before. I mean, I think what I like to see it in the Olympics, 100. percent But they've got some other things to sort out globally and in and yeah. and domestically. You know what I mean? Real tennis is actually jeu de jeu de pomme. Come here, Anthony. Lawn tennis. No, jeu jeu de pomme. It's real tennis. You know where they they play tennis in the court, but it's got on the side you can hit you can hit the ball up on the side and it can travel along. Never seen it. Real tennis. No, I've never I, seen I played, it. I've played it once in, in 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 Melbourne. Very. What about motor racing in general? No, no, it's not. It's not relying on. I mean, obviously, like even with F one, they're athletes and stuff, but you're still relying semi on it. On, on, about, on, like on, how, on an engine you, yeah. to give it context how do you make it so what do you just say actually lads this year because it's the Olympic we're going to do one of the Formula 1 races in uh, in Paris this year but you know who's going to win do you know what I mean it's yeah. like uh, if now if they were in the same spec car that would be different you know it's also do Formula 1 drivers do they want to be in the Olympics are they not enjoying themselves enough in, in the limelight and stuff yeah, like that? Uh, yeah. I think they're, they're doing alright for themselves Formula 1 drivers um yeah, and, and they are athletes. Like you see the training they have to go through, and the amount of like. Um, uh, so it is a sport, but not for the Olympics. I'm going to throw a couple of curveballs at you. Surfing? Would... No, X Games. It's an X Games. Anton, I can't, I can't see surfing. It. Okay, and I think I think that's fair. If they don't make it, go into the X Games. Okay, if you... sport climb. Uh, what about like sport climbing? The rock climbing. Oh, like the speed climbing. Yeah. Mm, nah, not that for me. Is, no, I'm more of a tradition. Cool sport. When cool. you watch those, it is when cool. you watch those, I'm very envious. I could never. Up. I can never do that. So no I'm upper very, body strength, I'm, is it? No, just, no, no, no upper body strength and too much weight, lower body. You're holding the you're holding the front row of uh, of Luxembourg. Well, someone's know. got to, mate. Um, what about no. croquet? Have you ever played croquet? Funnily enough, I was leaving school today and they had a couple of kids out playing it. I'm pretty sure they weren't playing to the the rules, but no. Croquet and lawn bowls is an absolute <laughs> wonderful thing to back um, back. Uh, what was I going to say? Backyard stuff with your pims, under, eh? Under, under the lights with your with with a, with a tinny. You don't have to have the pims. You can have a tinny with your brothers. You can play a bit of croquet and lawn bowls. Nothing quite like it on a late Friday night in the summer I, for me. But no, it's an Olympic sport. No, definitely, definitely not. I'll throw a couple more at you to uh, before we move on. I'm sure we've got lots of rugby to uh, talk about. BMX racing, X Games. Been in the, it's been in the Olympics since 2008. Yeah. Great Britain do very well. France do well. It's a, it's a true true global sport, isn't it? Is it a sport? Yeah, it's a sport. It's a sport you're racing. We'll let them have it. Yeah, you, you go for it? It's entertaining as well. And I feel like that... And It's got to be a key part. If people aren't going to watch it, people don't care about it. But let's be honest, people don't actually care about it. People want to see crashes. That's why you watch. Yeah, it's the same as Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're interested in your thoughts. Six six two one fifty two five thousand. If you think any of these sports should be in, and you and, and you go against the grain of what uh, Anton Scott and myself say, please don't hesitate. I'm going to throw in a couple more. If you said entertainment, what about synchronized swimming? Is it? Now, if, you, if it you've got in? fantasies on the All Blacks, do you have to wear no the comment. do you have to wear the cap for the swimming? No, well, not by the look of this photo, you don't. But you might have to wear a peg on your nose. Let's have, a, otherwise... let's have a look, ski. No cap on. On those butterflies. Mm. Is it actually swimming? It's not. It's treading water, isn't it? Is that swimming? It's pretty tough. Well, it's pretty artistic not, what I'm, they're doing. I'm it? not it's... saying. I'm not saying it's not tough. But is it swimming? I mean, yeah. Staying. I afloat. mean, I've never done it before, but <laughs> I would assume. Now, okay, I'm going to throw you you boys under the bus here. Rugby sevens. 
Absolutely. Good. Definitely. Big entertainment factor. Okay. Three on three, ba- uh, three on three basketball or basketball? No, or ba- basketball. Five on But not three on three. No. Or rugby, not fif- not fifteens, but sevens? I think sevens is a faster game. Fifteens wouldn't do it. Sevens, it works because A, it's quick and B, it's simple. Yeah, relative to rugby, 50s. you can get a couple of games in in a day. Can't well, there you yeah, go. Exactly. You? And, and exactly. realistically, as, as a fan, one there's a lot of scoring, and two you don't you don't need to know about malls and and breakdown laws and too much. It's just running and, and playing rugby, which is quite nice. So that would mean we have a consensus that we would not vote for American football. No, no. It's, uh, I think the key's in the name, American football. Yeah, yeah, they can keep it. It's like them like, saying like, they're the, like, like, like Irish hurling. Like the, uh, how, the world how, champions. How do you do American football at the Olympics? You'd, you'd be there for months. But they're talking about bringing touch rugby into stuff for the Olympics. Come I mean, on, we're, ref, we're all we're all traditionalists, and we're anti ref. that. Game of touch. Yeah, game. It's every everything's <laughs> a game on, of touch. Ref. Okay, what about roller hockey? You've got o- hockey, you've got ice hockey in the Winter Olympics. But you do we what about roller <laughs> hockey? Do no, we need another hockey? No, get rid of it. Yeah, get rid of it. You'd be talking about doing that. What's the one we go around in the circles? Roller derby. The roller derby. Well, it was uh, the once, roller disco. It was once. <laughs> on the quad, on the quad skates as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that'd be a good rugby social. That Argentina <laughs> won a gold disco. medal in 1992 um, when it was a. They called it demonstration sport. So. Mm. Yeah, they sort of. I remember they did that back in the day. They do more like uh, exhibition sports, don't now, they? Now I've actually come across a sport that was in the Olympics, I believe. Yeah, it was in the Olympics in 1928. The, the sport originated out of the Netherlands, and it's called Katzen. Have you heard of it? K double A T S E N. Enlighten me, Nathan. How does it work? Feel free to click here. Well, I'm not going to be doing that. And last but not least, uh, last but not least, gliding. Olympic sport or not? No. No. Gliding. Gliding. That is a leisure activity. That is totally a leisure activity. Well, the Hungarians won a gold medal in 1936. Keep knowing me happy. That, um, that, is, that is over and out for me on the Just one thing. I'm not going to sit and slag off touch rugby. I don't think it should be an Olympic sport, but if you have watched touch rugby when it's played by the, the top level teams, it's a fast sport. It's it an impressive sport. Phenomenal. And it's actually a, it's part of that conveyor belt of players who are coming through. Um, I got a message off a uh, friend of the, of the show. One of the Touch Boys. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Nick Frank, give me a shout out. The Touch World Cup next year. Anton, if you fancy a, uh, what do you call it, a sabbatical away from the contact game, um, will be held in England in Nottingham from the 15th of July to the 21st of July. Um, and it's the first time it's been back in Europe since 2011. You're going to have the likes of, uh, well, the powerhouses of Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. And they are currently looking to expand their training squads and stuff. They'll be running an open team as well as an over 27s, over 30s, 35s, 40s, 45s, 50s, etc. Men's and women's and, of course, mixed teams. If you are interested, you can hit up Touch Luxembourg via Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, to express your interest. I mean, obviously, they were recently out of the European Championships, so I think they're trying to drum up a bit more interest. And, and go, to go to uh, the, the go touch, again. well, it's a bit of an interesting one, right? Because you could potentially not play touch. Anton could come in and then potentially play, and then all of a sudden, within within 12-month period, you're playing the World Cup in, in touch. Yeah. I mean, I know for for myself to play the World Junior Championships in squash, I had to give a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It's yeah. twenty years of my life. Yeah. Well, sixteen I'm, years of my I'm, life. I mean, it's the Gi- giving it, giving it everything to make a World Cup. It is the dream to go to a World Cup. Like it, it's but a, here, you got an opportunity. Well, s- s- sign up eight months before, and you get 
potentially have the opportunity to go to and play in a World Cup. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those sports where, you know, it's not discredit it in any way, but it is an emerging sport. It's a new sport. So how many teams go to the World Cup? You know, I think part of the, you know, you look at the bigger sports, the whole the kudos of the qualifying process to go through it and stuff like that. But let's take, not take anything oh, away mate, from they're it. they're doing a fantastic... Throw- Simon, uh, Simon Neils, who's been coaching there from... Uh, from the time he came in, he's more chilled out than you, mate. He's a good bloke, he's, actually. He's um, solid, I'll, um, I might, I might throw my name into the mix, you know. Of course, captain. Touch, game of captain touch, Scott. you know. Just try and keep it ticking over. Is there over thirty five? Oh, there is. There is. The vets team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. As I said, uh, reach out to Nick Frank um, and get in touch. You know, if it's something you'd want to be part of that journey, get on board. You know, the more. The more the merrier. There's no and, doubt about uh, it. Cracking game. We uh, we we wish Cracking them uh, we wish them all the best. But while, yeah, while we're st- while we're on the um, oddball shaped, uh, I want to I want to talk to you guys. I want the lowdown. What is happening with Wolfordange and RCL? Because last year you both played in the second Bundesliga. You also play against each other in the cup. You've come into the start of the season. And it's been told that there's no competition. Is that correct? Can you just give me? Can you wake me up and lighting it to it and lighten the lighten the listeners? Uh, essentially, what's happened is the 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 two clubs played in the in the in the second Bundesliga last year. Um, RCL finished second. Wolfgang finished third. RCL went into playoff, lost the playoff in the last minute, last pretty much last play of the game, unfortunately. And so what's then happened is two teams within that league. So originally I think there were due to be there were 10 teams in that league and then it reduced to 8 over the course of the season. Okay? And then so before the start of the season Cologne obviously went up so then there were only 7 teams. Then I believe two or three of the other teams have then uh dropped out and wanted requested to go to the regional league which is the essentially the third division because of um, retirement of players or just the level being essentially being too good I mean I know RCL played Dusseldorf first game of the season being by about it was like 130 nil or something stupid on the first game of the season wasn't it and then you only had three teams left in the second Bundesliga West which were RCL Wolfer and um, Frankfurt and then they were going to try and go ahead with it. And then Frankfurt have gone into another regional league, more localised fixtures. And then, yeah, it's basically, my understanding is... So, that it's, kind of le- so it's kind of left just well, for an RCL well, in your own regional what, league, yeah, I guess you could much. call it. Well, now what's happened is uh, Wolfgang have decided to go and play in the regional league to drop down. But the reality is, is you don't know what the level will be like. I mean, we've already had two, three games, can- uh, not cancelled, postponed, because clubs aren't ready. Um, so you're looking at we're at the end of September, and a lot of the guys. It's a, it's it's a big issue because it's not just it's not just Wolfer, but like you know, in in terms of you know, there'll be boys who are gonna be lucky enough to play for the national team in a couple of weeks' time against Bosnia, and you know the the bulk of them aren't gonna have played any rugby, and it's sort of like oh, you know, good. even playing even playing you know bad rugby matches is good prep. Get used to the bumps and the bruises. Get used to the training and stuff. Can the clubs organize? So the clubs might be organizing other fixtures away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something Wolfgang are trying to do. They play. We played a uh, a preseason game against Longwy. Um, 
you know, um, a bit. But again, it wasn't particularly competitive. And then you've also got, um, I believe, Arsenal are playing Ponte Mousson. Yeah, we've got that on um, Saturday. Uh, the twos have got a game as well. Um, they're, they're trying to organise as many fixtures as yeah, they yeah, can yeah. With, with anyone really um, the trouble is it's all well and good talking at this stage of the season but to be brutally honest if you haven't got it if you haven't got stuff organised before you're kicking off with pre-season so you're talking sort of mid mid-July I'd be, I'd be so it's surprised. even too late to scupper over to the over to the UK and try and get a, a, well, a, a couple of. Yeah. Or, I mean, I say it's all games. it's all well and good, but you've got to look at the logistical side of stuff. Like, what do you do? You pack the boys on a bus, you know? Do you get a cheap flight over? Yeah, there's there's all sorts of things you could try and do to make it ultimately make it work. Um, what about using this time to grow the the domestic game, getting the ferrets on board, splitting up a few players? I know uh, unofficially, yeah. let's say, organising. Attends with the, with the ferrets, for example, or is that would that be a possible? Yeah, I mean, um, with Tier Rouge, it's all, I think, do they have it? No, they, they don't have a senior team. They don't. Okay. Have, but I mean, I think that's Luxembourg's big problem is you have, like, when you you look at it from the outside, you say, oh, well, you've got a few clubs. You know, you've got RCL, you've got Wolfram, you've got CSCA, uh, you've also got CSC played and played an adult level. Do no, they, they, they don't. Just, just they, they don't because they're set up for like the European schools. Exactly. Exactly. And as soon as they're done in school, they go off to uni. So there's not enough players. Just to make a senior, so then they well, you you say you say that you say that, but you could look at if you look at the current crop. I mean, there's a big batch of boys who are sort of products of the CSE system, but because they've come back um, and they now work and live in Luxembourg, they don't go and play. You can't go and play for CSE because they don't have a club. So obviously, you either go to. RCL, or if you might be more of a, you might be more of a French speaker, then you'd probably go to Walford, aren't you? Yeah. Um, was it? I was talking to Francois, uh, one of the guys that works up at CSE and the FLR, and he was saying that he's thinking of doing a a sevens like social on a Friday for the CSE seniors boys. So obviously we're not got enough for a, a fifteen aside to play a season, but organise you know once every two weeks. Um, have so, some Anton, seven. You might, you might be, you're a product of the CS. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're pro- right. oh yeah, yeah. My whole from I don't know under eights till under eighteens. I was CSE, and then um, went to uni. But um, while I was away at uni, obviously you come back for Christmas and Easter and stuff. Um, you can register at two clubs at the same time if you're a university student. Okay. So I was registered with Swansea University. Swansea, but. Um, well, actually, Swansea University didn't count as a club because you're in the uni. I was registered at Swan- well, I was playing with Swansea University, registered at a club in Wales, uh, Swansea Uplands. Shout out Swansea Uplands, Green Machine. <laughs> <Hi-oh>. <laughs> and um, uh, and I was also registered back home with RCL, basically just because I liked playing at Sessange rather than down in Volfordange. Don't like getting muddy. You seem yeah, like one free, of those free, players. Free, you know? free, <laughs> free, clean his boots and, about yeah. and To be fair, I knew, I knew a couple of the boys as well. Um, from sort of my age uh, that were playing with RCL because we, we went um, for the under-18s national team with a lot of the RCL boys. So I knew them as well from school and stuff. So um, I joined RCL, but it was only for like Easter holiday, play one game and, and then pre-season up until I leave to uni and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, yeah, now I'm here full time. So I should be getting a... I mean, it's okay, it just, just just going back again, the other ones you've got, you've got a club that's formed in, uh, in Brill called the Eagles as well and then you've got Terre Rouge which has started up um, which is 
down in Doudelange. And then you've also got the Ferrets, who are in Esch. So, you know, you've got the these clubs that are started, but they're not like traditional rugby clubs, which are, you know, you, you, no, all your sports clubs it, are traditionally it? built off, you know, boys meeting up at the yeah. pub, being like, here, let's go and play a game of rugby. They get it, they formalise it, they sort of drum up numbers. Well, what are we going to do for the kids at the weekend now? And then that's where the juniors start up. But, you know, you have your clubhouse, you have your your pitch and all this sort of thing and it's it's just things are just done a little bit differently in Luxembourg and how they do it. You know, we, we, we talked about the COVID era and there was some people that sat back and there were some people that went forward and, and used it to their to their best advantage and this could be another situation for I don't know if it's a federation to or a rugby federation or whether it's the, the clubs but it could be a good opportunity of, of, of getting more players in at this time. Yeah. As, as, as I say, change it to maybe a rugby league format which we would say is a little more easier in terms of the rules but that might get a few few more 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 players in. I mean I think that's the big thing that rugby has going against it it's a very complicated game yeah. so the first time you go down you won't have a you won't have a notion but a rugby a rugby league is a little uh, it's still got its uh, uh, contact oh, hasn't it yeah so it's contact it's still fun even, a lot more even simple a sevens team it's, it'd be easier to start sevens clubs you don't need them, as many players it's a bit more simple for people yeah. starting um, I mean so you, you gotta so they have to the definition of madness is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome, you know. So something obviously needs to change, but yeah. Um, that's at a, 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 a locus. So what would what would potentially happen? I mean, the, the clubs, you can't be sitting on this for too long because all these, you've got, you know, I you've mean, probably got I'm, squads of 30 or 40 players at both clubs. What are they going to do next year? Well, I mean, it's hard to, you know, we, we just talk about our own experiences of training and coaching at the moment. It's hard to motivate players to come to training and when you do get them to training you can't really go at them about their attitude or their standards and stuff in training because they'll just be like well they, they won't come back it's a back. different mentality here i don't know um because like i say i went did five years in the uk um playing rugby it's just a different culture like i don't know when when i was playing there and you didn't go to training all the boys in the team be getting on your back saying why weren't you training people loved going to training all the boys, they, they, they have work or they have school, they've got uni, and they're excited to go see all their mates at training, right? They're excited to go play on a Saturday, go up the clubhouse, all the parents are there, the, their younger siblings are playing, they spend the whole Saturday there, it's a big event, and then they all go out after the game and, and, and with the other team and everything. It's just, I don't know, it just, it doesn't seem like Luxembourg at the minute has really captured the, the, the rugby, the culture, like I say, you, you go to training and if players aren't showing up, you know, and you give them a bollocking because they're not showing up, they'll just be like, I don't need to do this. I'm no, I don't up. need this. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. this, right? Or um, you've not got enough players. You've got to play me. So yeah. it doesn't matter if I don't show up. Yeah. You've got to pick me. I think you it's you got to you got to look at the it, uh, you have to look at the bigger picture. And when you talk about COVID, I think the mental health side of uh, of uh, of going to training regularly. You know, people work hard jobs, but if you want to be able to go down, meet a few boys, have a few beers after training, but then you're sort of you have to take a step back from that high performance outlook on outlook on it and it's not a case of well we want to play in the top categories or we want to play in the first division in Germany whatever it is it's a case of going well uh, certainly my opinion is that you should be looking to get as many people down to training you know and ultimately get get to know people enjoying people's company or you know all these sort of things play a massive part because you know most of the time I think back to you know and again it's look it's not it's not it's just different over here. Do you know what I mean? But you go to you go to training and you're rocking up to training and such and such um, 
had a, might have had a big night on the Saturday and done something he shouldn't have or said something or kissed somebody he shouldn't have and then you know he's got to come up and face the music on uh, on Tuesday night and it's it's one of those things where it's uh, I, I always rugby players you know and a lot of these team sports you would say the same Nathan when you were playing squash I'd always say these sports clubs are like TV shows in the sense that when you're in the little bubble of your your whatever club you're at there's stuff that goes on that is hilarious but if you Fly explained it yeah 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 you try and but explain you, it you explain it to someone who is outside the loop and yeah. they don't get it yeah. um i was talking it, to it happens across a range of but range any, any of sports, that's yeah. and you talk about the benefit of playing we're going to get a bit deep here lads yeah. you know you talk about the benefit of playing sport it is exactly that it's that 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 sort of that unknown that you can relate to someone about you know and someone might you know start you know. start start might stay telling the story and when I go oh yeah my mate Uncle Pete this happened to him and I might see you smiling and you go well I don't know Uncle Pete but my Uncle Johnny and you know it's all happened to someone else and I was actually talking to uh, last night a trainer I was talking to Yoss about this and um, this has got to be. So I think this would be 2010 when I was on my placement year. I was playing at a big, big rugby club in, in Ireland called Dungannon. And um, one of the guys, um, his claim was that he could play any position uh, from four to 15. And he'd played in every team in the club. And, you know, one week he could be the rocking out at 12 for the twos and then the next week he'd be playing uh, in the back row or uh, or in the second row for the fourth team you know just just one of those guys just wanted to play on a Saturday and just loved it um, big big Robin McCleary his name was Big Rab this is a guy, guy in my club at Swansea Upland same thing yeah. Shadders he, I think he played 1 to 15 legend absolute legend as well for yeah. post oh, what a bloke but this guy would mate you look at him and he's an absolute monster and he'd be like oh yeah this lad plays plays rugby and every now and again he'd come out with a couple of cracking one-liners and this is sort of when social media was just starting so you had guys you know you, you might have guys who were playing for Ulster and they might have a, a face, a, a, an official page. Um, and this guy, one of the guys at the club, basically created like a parody account um, for this guy. And mate, this guy had more likes than most of the uh, the pros and stuff like this. And some of the one-liners, he would just post and just just be leaving it. Like you know, Ireland could be playing in the Six Nations, and he'd just pop out with a comment with something like "pop passes don't make the highlight reel," or you know, just stupid stuff like this. Or um, you know, um, Red Bull doesn't give you wings, wide arm pull-ups do. Just stupid one-liners and stuff. But it, it went on for so long, and we all know who was who was running the account and stuff. But yeah, just you see, me, even me explaining it, someone's probably listening now, being like, "That's not, That's funny. not funny." But it, <laughs> but it, but it is like, on the moment. It's yeah. like the um, British and Irish Lions, the clip of Simon Zebo doing the forfeit, rolling the dice. Oh my the, God. If you've not seen it, it is one of the funniest rugby clips. You, you'll you must see. have seen that. You must have seen that. So it's where it's they. The phone call they, prank. They, yeah. Yeah, it's phone call yeah, it's prank, to ring yeah. up. You have to so ring up. They, they, the, the British and Irish Lions, they went on tour to Australia yeah, yeah, in yeah. 2013. And um, at the end of the day, all the players have a meeting. And if any of the players did anything naughty, they'd have to roll a dice. And for each number, there's a forfeit. And one of the forfeits was ring your club coach and explain why you should be captain of the club next year Here we right go. and so obviously they're, they're all you know 30 players sit in the room he rolls the dice it lands on the one where he's got a call 
um, his coach, and uh, they've got it on speakerphone. All all the coaching staff, all the players. Yeah, you've got room. like Andy, Andy Farrell, Rob Howe. They're, the they're all like this. Yeah, <laughs> like the best, the best British players, all in one room, right, giggling like little girls, listening to Simon Zevo explain to his his coach why he should be captain next year. It's so good. Yeah, just just yeah. stuff like that, and you think, oh, that's not that funny. No, trust me, that sort of stuff is absolute well, dynamite. I, I mean, I've I've been said, ga- I've go- had- go on, sorry. I've said I've been I've been um, I've been gagged enough times by it where one of the boys will ring you up and pretend to be a coach from another team and stuff like that and oh it's you know you laugh about it now but it, guys humiliating sorry Pete interrupted you there no mate. I just saying well, you you were talking about going deep and why to play sport because it's these moments that bring the sense of community the, the sense of community this camaraderie and I think ultimately uh, <laughs> when we when we look at that situation a sense of trust you know a sense of uh, of, oh, yeah. of uh, when it, when you when you're doing that teamwork in particular you got guys around you or girls around you that'll give you your your wholehearted uh, yeah. support I mean even when we we, we talk about when you, you you talk about going on tour or you go away with the lads like you know part of it is you all you get on a few beers and stuff and if you've been on a we've all I've been in some good court sessions and where you get people to sort of embrace the role Johnny Flynn former national team coach he was absolutely legendary as a bouncer just to stick him on the door the young lads then would be you know walk in like they only just stop them at the door and be like yeah not tonight <laughs> we had we had uh, tonight, I, I had Joss and Shafi. Oh yeah, first. that's right. So yeah, with uh, Joss in the little um, the mobility scooter thing because he'd done his knee. In, yeah, so it yeah, was just yeah. him and the scooter and Shafi yeah. next to both like skinhead bold, yeah. look exactly the same, like brothers, right? Yeah. And they just weren't letting anyone in. Yeah, basically, oh, if you wrong, didn't have yeah, socks, if you didn't have two points, couldn't come in. No tie. Yeah, not tonight, lads. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Both you lads have been in the squad selected for the upcoming international. I think you said against Bosnia. Yeah, we're both in the widest squad so touch wood touch wood when do they when do they cut that I guess what's a wider squad a squad of 30 they cut it to I think it's 26 well they they take 26 because you can take was it Three well, they we, they opt to take three travelling reserves. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then they'll pick their they'll pick their twenty three. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few young lads. I'm sort of one of the last last few old lads. Low, a last old dogs along with Guillaume Kimmel and uh, Kantandi, good players. Um. Yeah, it's just one of those things, and it goes through a bit of a transition. Interesting. They've restructured the leagues. Um. They split up that that top division that we well, I say top division that division we were in. So you know that was a decent, it was a decent level, and that's no disrespect. It was two parallel ones. Though. There was the conference one, and, and south, yeah, and north. north. And they, they basically tried to regional, well, localize some of the fixtures. I think we we're in a pool with with Bosnia, uh, Hungary, uh, Slovenia, Austria. and and Austria as well. And then if you were to win that, you top your pool, you go into a a playoff, and potentially look to to go into the the upper echelons of the rugby Europe tier system but um yeah looking forward to it anton it mean it always yeah i'm sort of coming to the end of it all now but anton, you got, of, yeah, you got anton, you're, you're just starting out but you'll you'll find it's a big it's a big yeah. part of your life you know looking forward to those three four five weekends How a year have you been involved anton with, so the, with was, the national team it was um i think it was uh 2019 no it was, it was, 20, no, it was straight, sorry 2021 yeah that was it i'm trying to remember yeah after covid um i got picked to play for the first game of the season I think we have four games a season played all four and then the next year all four of our games got cancelled one by one by one so we didn't know it wasn't like oh the whole year's right off just first game yep select to play nope cancel next game up oh, select to play up oh, cancelled again 
And then the last two games, they said, oh, those two cancel as well. So I got first year in, got my four caps, second year. It's quite interesting. His, uh, he, he, he would have played his first cap with Oshin as well. Yeah. We played in Sweden. Geez, we took a hide in that day. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the worst beatings yes. I've taken in a Luxembourg show, actually. But um, Interesting but, debut. Yeah, yeah, go on. You, you, so, you explain um, what happened. Basically, um, like I say, it was my first camp with the seniors then got picked to, to go to Sweden um, as the replacement hooker for Quentin D, a uh, great player, plays with Scott Wolfer um, and um, he's one of the older heads in the team so I was sort of fairly understood where my, my place in the pecking order was um, and I was correct, he got picked to start and I was on the bench, I was sort of you know, really excited, a bit nervous, obviously my first cap, but I was like, you know what, it'd be fine. You might have 20 minutes off the bench, come on, make sure this, you know, improve anything if you can. If not, just keep the level at where, where Contan was at. So I was like, that's fine. Um, go out for the, the warm up on the, on the game day. And um, Quentin, um, well, he, he did something to his finger, didn't he? Basically broke and dislocated yeah. his thumb in yeah. a warm up. Which is not ideal for a hooker if you got thrown. Yeah, yeah, well, mate, back in the day you could chuck it yeah, in with one yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and, and that's the thing when when you first see a finger injury, you're like, oh, it's to put a strap on it, be, be all right to go. You know, I'm there, I'll be fine. That's the thing. I was, I was I, on game day. You can ask um, my mate Chobi and Adrian Mendes. This us three who have to stick together away from the rest of the team because. Most of the team are fairly like headphones in, serious face. If you're laughing, if I see you smiling, that's it. You know. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Well, as in, not me, mate. No, well, not me. But obviously, me, Mendes, and Chobi were slightly different. We're we're a lot more like you know, relax, enjoy, enjoy the moment. Obviously, as soon as the, the whistle blows and we start the game, we, you know, we're serious. We're switched on. But I can't deal with three hours building up to a game, sitting there in silence, listening to you know, Eminem till I collapse and, and, and all that nonsense. So, um, you know, banging my head against the wall and none of that. I'm just relaxed. And because and, I understand some people want to be, you know, focused, switched on. Yeah. So we just sort of go a bit to the side and have a laugh and, and, and a chat and, and we're just relaxed, right? But um, anyway, so I'm I'm doing that. And then suddenly I see Contango go down. I'm like, that's not, not ideal, is it? Right. Bear in mind, we don't have any other hookers in the, the 23 or the 20 five that you're allowed with the I mean I can throw if oh, needs Scott, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so um, Pierre the manager at the time comes up to me he's like right you're starting I was like huh what he's like yeah no you're you're starting now so I was like okay right Let's switch the mindset a bit now um, and uh, but I didn't get to I didn't get to wear the number two jersey because on the team sheets you got to send it in the night before with the players names and the jerseys they're going to wear so I had to start with the 16 jersey on as well, which also looked a bit weird. Um, but um, yeah, we didn't we didn't do great that day. It's horrible, I actually wasn't had to it? Move, I had to move. They brought on um, they brought on someone to play hooker. It was oh, I know. Yeah, um, I know who you brought on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy he, who's like 24th man or he, something. He, he played hooker and I actually had to move to prop for the last 20 minutes as well. So my debut went from a nice 20 minutes off the bench uh, when we're winning, hopefully, to... Um, play hooker for 60 minutes with no cover on the bench and then now move to prop for 20 minutes because the props are injured or they're knackered so it was it was an that was an interesting it was an interesting season yeah absolutely and then we played who do we play in the second one? Uh, gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but whatever. Um, we played Czech Republic. Czech Republic. That was a good game. Yeah, but we, I we, we, personally, I thought we did well to keep them at bay for sort of 60 minutes and then old Billy 
no mates here chucked an intercept didn't he and uh, and what a silly song the floodgates <laughs> opened after it's that you know, I had money on the game stop. didn't I? I had money on the game you know, and then we beat Hungary I think we did well in that game and then Latvia was was annoying Latvia because was a shambles. Well, you say that it was but we were good for 60 minutes and I think we were we were only was it only 12-7 12-9 or something like that and then yeah no disrespect yeah, the lads are playing we just had no bench like and then yeah we just we really really I struggled mean, I, mean, I think they the scored thing. 30 points in 10 minutes, something like that, just running. In, in that game, we didn't have a hooker cover again. So I was told basically, I mean, I don't know if I should be saying this, but I was told basically, don't get injured. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you need to, you know... Because we don't want Scott to throw in. That's <laughs> we, don't, basically. We, don't, we don't really have anyone else that can throw. Because also Matthew Dennis, who is meant to come at prop, can throw in the line out as can well. Can get time off. Yeah, he yeah. Can yeah. get time off. Um, and So who's the front row squad? Who's your... Who's the who's the boys the, that run the front, front row? Yeah. So what? Well, there's there's me. There's there's Matt. Matt Matthew Denny Soto yourself. Both squash players. T- Who T- else have we got? T-ball. Matt Denny's a squash player. Is he? Matt Denny was a very good squash light, light player. On his feet. You two should have a squash <laughs> match. I'm going to set it what, up. Those two would would beat. Uh, who's the other two? Reese and Tony. Would they beat me? Well, yeah. You're on. You're on. Yeah. You're you're next on court, mate. You're an arsehole, mate. <laughs> you got too much badminton. These boys are proper squash players, mm. but. Too much swearing. I wasn't too much emotion. I showed. I showed. I showed Anton and Anton and. I showed Anton that video. Too. I showed Anton that video. Okay, so good. <laughs> it was so good. I'm never going to get to show yeah. it to anybody. Yeah. You know. No, he's going to put that. You put that in the group. All teachers. Oh, mate, that'll get copied. That'll get copied. Something serious. Um, well, this so, one does. Yeah. Who else is what says Matt? Me, uh, Tibor. I mean, there's a few young boys now because we're, we're trying to find. It's always the same story in life, but we're trying to find front rowers. Quentin obviously plays hooker. Um, there's uh, Anthony Rossi, Wolfgang. Um, he's, he's a funny cat. He's mate. so good. I love him. I was I was talking with him all stage, and it's my broken French and his broken English. It's so good. Hey, that's he's the same. Done. It's the same with me and Barres. Yeah, though. Honestly, when I, I first him. first met Barres, he couldn't speak a lick of French. Uh, lick English. Or I couldn't speak a lick of French. <laughs> he'd be one of my best mates now. So yeah, whenever we're together, just yeah, you just there's a there's a bond, so isn't there? What are the sort of thing. what are the what are the front row squad? What do they get up to on game day? Or, or even the night before. Are they... Are they uh, well, they're the first they up, aren't they? Get down for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to miss yeah. that. Well, that's the thing that. you say that. I don't like eating a lot on a game day. Oh, I would have a big breakfast, but I wouldn't have a big lunch. But that's the thing. It depends on when you play. Normally, I'm used to playing, what, like lunchtime, social rugby, so I wouldn't have... A, a, a huge breakfast I'd wake up as late as possible as possibly I could and then have maybe I don't know a yoghurt and a drink and then and then play the game and then indulge in the troisième mi-temps um, but, and then normally that's <laughs> normally <laughs> not the, too the, 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 that's, that's the, that's the, the better quarter or let, yeah. let's say yeah no it's my it's my <laughs> strong suit well, would you would you prefer playing like a, an afternoon kickoff or under the lights I mean it's we're sport for choice when, here because playing under the lights when, when you say that's the thing. I would prefer to play when it's sunny out if it was just on a pitch like Cessarch or whatever. But if it's in a stadium, I think it's quite cool. Like the the Stade de Luxembourg, it's quite cool. Would to it make you more? Does it make you evening. more nervous? I think you have it's long, different. You have it makes you feel a bit different because, like we say, I don't play normally at six seven o'clock kickoff, so it makes it. Um, for me, yeah, at least, anxi- little, anxiety's got lo- uh, well, that's the thing for, longer um, period of time to kick in. But you, you do your day differently, don't you? If you kick off at one o'clock or twelve o'clock, then you're waking up early at nine o'clock. If my kick off's at six o'clock, then I'm going to wake up at eleven or twelve because that's the way I am. I'm, I can Where's sleep it? all day. If you can sleep, yeah. if you can sleep, well, you'll take thing, it. I, I can. People, a lot of people can't, so they'll wake up at nine and then they'll try and have a nap 
um, you know, in the afternoon before kickoff or after lunch, before we go off to the game. Um, but it's whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, it's it sort of it evolves every every time you you sort of play because you're it, naturally you'll come into a um, you'll come into a new group of people and you're you know you're a bit apprehensive because you don't know these people and then you'll play a match and you might have a couple of beers and then the next time you rock up to a camp you'll be like I like him yeah. I'm I'm going to I think me and him will just on the you know your mannerisms or your 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 you know the amount of film quotes you quote or I don't know what it might be but or it's yeah just you you get on with people and you find I don't want to say cliques but you certainly find you know so if you know you're kicking off late there's a few boys you'll go and have a laugh with and stuff and you there's other boys you might stay away from not because you well, you 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 don't like them but you just have to respect how what other people do before a game evening kickoffs I mean me personally all my all my best experiences playing rugby are evening kickoffs. Yeah, evening kickoff. like, I mean, that makes one hell of a day for you, Scott Brown, because we know what you're like early in the morning. Yeah. You're, not, you're not. You're not shy to get out of that. Get out of the hay pretty quick. No, but and, I mean, and, luckily, and, and then for, luckily we get put up in the hotel. Yeah. So unfortunately, I dumped the get back. So I still look after the kids for a, for a stint while I while I while I'm and, 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 and ha- uh, there can't be that many in the squad. You know, wanting to pick your name out of the hat to uh, room with, would there? No, I would say I'm way down the pecking order. You know? I would love Scott in a room. I'm still waiting for it, but I don't think they put forwards and backs together. I think we'd I have get, good I crap. Get, I get stuck with you know, sleepwalk. The, the other front row sleepwalk. Union, usually. I, the first camp we had after COVID, in the middle of the night, I was fitting with a young lad. You probably sleepwalking at work. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, probably, yeah. probably, probably. All of big zombies. Fint and Lorla, Fint, uh, one of the young lads who's sort of coming into the mix now. Uh, he was rooming with me and the, his phone went off in the middle of the night and I, I went mental at him. Um, it was my phone going off, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, was it? Um, speaking of being nervous around some of the <laughs> the campmates, um, have you heard the story about uh, me and Joss? So basically, oh, this when, is legend. This is you, wait, if I got Joss on you, this is a right, sort Joss, absolute um, legend. Put into context, he is he's an odd bloke. Uh, he's quite tall. Plays a Volfardange tattoo. Uh, he's really nice, right? But on a rugby pitch, he's hard as nails, right? Anyway, we went to the Tens tournament in Luxembourg and he was in a team, I was in a team and I'm friends with his friends so we're sitting next to each other. Chan, I think I made a fairly inappropriate joke and he, he um, to mess with me, I didn't know at the time, but at the time he he looked like he was going to beat me up, right? On the spot, right? And I sort of was like, okay, I'll get out of this situation. And I just avoided him the whole rest of the day. I was terrified. You know, he's one of the older heads. I was avoiding, right? Um, Mendez comes to me, like, the uh, next time I see him laughing, he's like, you know, he was joking, right? He wasn't actually mad at you. He was just making you, like, nervous the whole time. I was like, oh, I'm still, like, on edge about it. We go into the next stage together, and he gets me back again, right? At the at the stage, there's little... Um, you fill in this form, it's called yeah. the RPE, and basically you say... Uh, what session you did, how hard it felt to you physically. It's all personal, so they can basically monitor your, um, you know, if you are fatigued, yeah. you know, or, so, or so if you're carrying yeah. bangs yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Because sometimes you might, you wouldn't go and say to the coach or the players yeah. and stuff like that. So it's, just, it's a good thing. Just, it. it just literally takes 30 seconds and they keep tabs on it. Yeah. But yeah, go on, yeah. sorry. Andrew. So um, I, I think I had a fairly crap training session, um, missed a, a few line outs and, and um, was knackered, got back on the bus, and uh, uh, Joss was like, oh, how was that? How are you feeling? And he was like, oh, bro, I don't know, a bit depressed after that. It was, wasn't a great training session. So then he decided to fill in my form, put my name on his phone, and at the bottom you can put a comment, like, how are you doing? He put, I'm depressed. 
<laughs> right. Later on that day, I get pulled aside by the coaching staff and the physio saying, like, Anton, are you okay? Would you like to chat? We saw your RTE form. Are you feeling okay? This is a serious issue. I was like, no, 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 no. It's fine. That was Joss. It was a joke. I didn't do that. I'm perfectly fine. They're like, oh, you shouldn't joke about that. Anton was like, I didn't joke about <laughs> And then the rest of the stats, the next day, two days or whatever, everyone just comes to me, Anton, are you all right? Yeah, you're, you're right, feeling yeah. all right, Anton. How, I mean, how are we feeling today? I mean, that's just one of those things, isn't it? It's sort of dark humor. Yeah. But just on a, that's just reminded me of a funny one. And uh, you also probably remember this. So we had, a, we had a, a couple of years ago, we had a fairly good season where I think we won three of our four games you know big games beating Sweden away we beat Moldova at home and they had a, they had two guys in the front row that played in the premiership the Kobias brothers one of them played at Sale the other one was at Bordeaux and is at Bordeaux now you know and mate when we when I say we got hosed at scrum time ask the man about it on roller skates was a was an understatement um but we um we we yeah we played them when we beat them but we had a training session on I want to say we trained up at Sessange on the Tuesday night. Now, normally, traditionally, what would happen is the week before an international, most of the squad, because it was based in Luxembourg with a few extras, you'd meet up on the Tuesday night, we'd train, and we'd go full noise against RCL and have a good old ding-dong on the Tuesday before. And personally, I thought it was a good way to... To, to condition you know and because you're always going to be under the heat because everyone that. everyone at RCLs we get gunning for you and stuff anyway so we've had, there's a team meeting arranged and James obviously you know James Kent James Kent's doing the video and we're all sat right and basically John's like this and is like yeah it's just watching it and everyone's in there and it's a serious meeting and mate John's like rocking on the chair right and this happens in the front of the meeting and then all you see is this the arm, you know, when you lose your balance, yeah, the arms yeah, yeah, go back, yeah, mate. Yeah. And he he clatters he backwards. Oh, mate, the whole place just erupts. <laughs> like, and, uh, one of the best things, yeah, just the proper, you know, the, well, they're, they're, they're trying to fly on the chair and rolling back. I completely, I'm, I will text him when I get out of here. Because you remember that time? Oh, that was, that yep. was absolute dynamite. Moments absolute dynamite. to play sport, moments to play sport. Well, gents, we did have, uh, I thought we were going to end up talking about the Rugby World Cup, but we've sort of made it more of a, I guess well, it got a little bit more personal into Anton's uh, rugby career, and, 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 and what, what's going to be happening with the with the local rugby, which is obviously important on a, on the domestic. Side. Well, I mean, and hopefully we we sort of touched on the subject of mental health, but you know, nothing better than having a chat um, with uh, with a couple of boys to sort of whatever's going on in your life to sort of park whatever's going on and and have a giggle. You know, laughter's the best cure for uh, for anything. So, yeah, I would say anybody out there. If you want to chat, give us a shout because we'll all talk about anything, we'll talk, won't we? We certainly will. But um, yeah, as always, we say a huge thank you to the army of volunteers out there who uh, ultimately make our sporting world tick, whether you're coaching sport, driving kids to sport, officiating sport, sponsoring sport, whatever you're doing to get youngsters involved um, in sport, please, you know, keep doing keep it. Doing and, what you and do. Keep it because we don't want them to, uh, to fall off the radar. As always, you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am. Uh, you've got the Sam Steen show and then you've also... Oh, mate, that's the picture. Look at that bad boy. Oh-ho! 
Who sent that in? Who sent that in? Anton Agassi, you have just sent in an absolute belter. We're going to put that on social media. What? Who's the big... That's my oldest brother. Oh, I was convinced that was you, mate. Who sent that to you? My mum. Oh, what a legend. What a saint. Thank you very much, Karen. Um, Can you... Anton won't send it to me. Can you send it to me personally? (laughs) You've got my number, Karen. Send it it through. (laughs) Um, But yeah, sorry, I'll I'll just reiterate what I was saying. Uh, Yeah, you've got Sam Steen show from uh, 6am tomorrow morning. You've got Stephen Steps Low at lunchtime obviously at 12 then Melissa Dalton uh, with the home stretch and Dave Burrows in his DB3 sessions don't forget about the hangover session um, if we haven't given your sport a shout out or this domestic sport you want us to bring up please give us a shout if you've not been on the show give us a shout we'd love to get you on until then your boys your mum is a belter what a legend what a legend thanks Karen big cheer for Karen cheer, cheer.